Welcome to Employing Differences, a conversation about exploring the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. Each episode, we start with a question and see where it takes us. This week's question is, what happens when we slow down? I imagine all of us have been in a situation where we're working in a group. Maybe it's a group of two, maybe it's a group of 15, who knows, and we're working on something important and we are working as fast as we can. And we're just getting through things and we're making things happen and we're maybe a little bit stressed out. And then we encounter something where there's a disagreement in the group about what we should do, how we should proceed, uh, what should happen. And what I've noticed in those moments is two things happen. There's part of the group that just wants to make a decision and move through it and just get on with it. And there's part of the group that wants to slow down and figure out what's going on here. What should we do? Let's, let's not move past this. Uh, this is the experience I've had pretty much with every group in any situation where they've encountered something like this. And I think it's interesting to think about what happens when we slow down and what can become possible when we slow down to actually take that second fork. Yeah, so the first thing that happens is we slow down. We get less done, production sort of either slows way down or maybe stalls or stops. And so that sort of forward motion, forward energy towards the goal does slow down or possibly cease. Um, and with that likely comes some frustration amongst the camp that wants to keep going, some concern, some added stress, possibly time pressure if there's a deadline imminent, that kind of thing. Um, so I, I wanna just sort of be balanced in what we're saying here, that as we're headed toward an episode about what happens when we slow down, that not all of it is the good stuff. Part of what happens is that we lose that part of our brain that just moves. And, mm -hmm. and is super efficient and get things, gets things done quickly. Yeah, the, the feel, thing that does happen immediately is that people get frustrated about stopping uh, and slowing down. I, in many situations, it, there is the idea that, uh, that uh, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. That by slowing down to address this problem now, to figure out what's going on, that actually sets us up to move even faster in the future. That's the hope. Like that is the belief that is behind the idea of let's slow down and take care of this. There are times when that's correct and there are times when it's not. Um, but absolutely regardless of whether or not it's true, that feeling of frustration kicks in right away. And then I think the other thing that starts to happen is that in the space that's opened up with that other stuff that's not happening or not happening as quickly, not taking as many resources to happen, that in that space that opens up, a lot of other stuff can show up um, related to the disagreement and also related to the project, whatever it is. So on that list would be creativity, would be listening, would be sort of chewing and analysis and like working through and also probably a higher rate of collaboration. One of the things that happens when we slow down is that we do give our brains uh, more room to work, that we actually get access to a lot more of our, our cognitive function. Um, 
And it's actually important to understand that from an evolutionary biology standpoint and the way that our brains have evolved, we really have like two brains. Um, if you've dug into any of Daniel Kahneman's work or other behavioral um, economics around this, uh, the idea that we have our brain that responds very quickly on instinct, that does the sort of first fit pattern matching sorts of things. And that serves us very, very well and is very, very efficient from uh, just a you know brain resources, a, a glucose consumption standpoint. But, there, but it's not creative. It does the same thing all the time. That's actually what makes it efficient. When we slow down, we can actually get access to that other part of our brain, which is the very deliberative, the thinking through things, the recognizing how this situation is not the same as all the other situations we've been in, getting access to that more creativity, more collaboration, those sorts of things. It's just that that is expensive from a from a brain resource standpoint, which is why we don't live there all the time. And so by slowing down, we do get access to that. We are able to think literally differently about a problem and about a disagreement. Um, and so we 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 have we actually approach problems differently, um, both individually and collectively, when we slow down and are able to be deliberative about it. I think one of the things that comes online in that slower brain that is absolutely absent from our faster, efficient brain is awareness of our biases that we can mm -hmm. slow down and notice. And this is where, you know, cultural racism that, you know, that kind of thing or sexism or um, classism or all of the isms that interfere with strong working relationships or that silence voices on our teams or all of that kind of stuff. Our efficient brain lives in the biases we grew up with as children. Um, and it takes engaging the, the slower, more deliberative brain to make any change to those other scripts. So <laughs> that, that's one of the really powerful things that can happen when you slow down and get deliberative that will never happen as long as you're full speed ahead. And the other thing that can happen there, um, is that that slowing down and becoming deliberative about it, noticing that you have done something that plays into one of those biases. Um, I mean, I, I'm thinking about a number of situations in my own life where I did something about thinking and then some point, someone pointed out to me, hey, that, that thing you just said, is kind of racist. And I went, and as soon as I thought about it, I went, Oh, right. And so then shame pops in, which is, of course, another I'm not thinking about this reaction. We fall back into that into that space. And so I had to sort of then doubly calm myself back into that deliberative space and sort of go, OK, how do we how do we work with this? Because if I stayed in that reactive, that instinctual, self-protective brain, that was not going to help in that situation. And so I was. I'm grateful that I was surrounded at that moment by people who were gracious enough to help me slow down, for us to all slow down together to actually be able to talk about it, as opposed to my instinct of, I want to run away from this as fast as I can. Yeah, and I think we're getting more conscious and more willing to hear the slowdown around issues of racism and sexism, and that's fabulous that we're making that progress as a culture. I think when, as we move through those, we'll become also aware of other kinds of biases that we bring that are maybe more unique to each of us. Um, but, but the reality is 
I think a huge amount of what we do badly and, and bad outcomes, bad products come as a result of not noticing the sort of boxes around my own perception, not being mm -hmm. curious about what else is there. Mm -hmm. and, and a whole team can have the same hole in their perception, but it's a lot less likely. <laughs> so if we, if we slow down enough to get that curiosity rolling, mm -hmm. I think we avoid mistakes. I think we, um, as you say, in the end, probably do get more done. Um, in, in Imago relationships, we, we have a particular structure that people say, oh, but it's so slow. And we say, it's the slower way to get there sooner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, and it can be interesting when we, if we recognize that we do have a tendency to wanna to move quickly towards stuff, then also having the discipline or building into our processes or building into our ways of working, those things that kind of force us to slow down and think about this for a minute. I worked on a team once where, you know, they would think through, you know, often very quickly, okay, how could we build this? How would this work? You know, what would this sort of thing? And then they had a, a specific point in the process before they would implement it where they'd stop and they'd go, what are all of the ways this could go wrong? Because they recognized that their, the whole, in, in their thinking, was they had a tendency to see how things could go right. And they marginalized that risk analysis thing. And so they would they recognized that. So they built it into their their way of working. They built in a slowdown point. And mm -hmm. and it, you know it frustrated the heck out of them, except that they all knew it was important. And so they and normalizing the frustration was actually a really important, was part of what they built into it. Right. They would say, okay, we're, we're going to do this thing. And everybody remember how, frustrate, how frustrated we got last time we did this? Everybody goes, yeah. Okay, that's normal. Okay. And then they could engage with it. And so it, it was really, but, but if they hadn't done that even, if they hadn't taken that just few moments to normalize what they were all about to feel, then they would just get caught back up in it again. And they go, we don't really need to do this. And then yeah. they would end up falling into the same trap that had caused them to realize that they needed to do that in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I think a practice that's probably familiar to most of us is the Agile system where we have the stand-up meetings. Those are all about fast and quick and how can we get things going pretty much. Um, and then we have a retrospective that is mm -hmm. very much slow down and be deliberative. Mm -hmm. And so there is that sort of balance of the efficiency of doing things very quickly and the value and depth that you get when you slow things yeah. down. Yeah, you really do need to tap into both systems in a lot of ways. Um, both have their place and recognizing when you get out of balance, uh, either as an individual or as a group, as a team, like when are we spending too much time slowing down and thinking about everything? Because that's absolutely a trap too. And when are we spending too much time just responding on instinct, not thinking through things and not slowing down? Um, it, it, recognizing when we're out of balance is really key. Absolutely. I think that's going to do it for us today. Until next time, I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. This has been Employing Differences. Mm -hmm.